all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life. Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John Dabari, my co-host, Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. So this week, we were starting to look into ADP. It's draft season. Startups usually happen now. Rookie drafts are mostly done underway. So what I did was uh, pull up the DLF's most recent um, Superflex startup ADP. And then me and Walk kind of went through it. We didn't discuss this in advance. And we kind of uh, both found our guys who we think are going way too early or way too late, overrated, underrated, however you want to word it. But that's going to be the topic of discussion here today. So, Walk, how are you and where you want to start? I'm doing fantastic, John. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, finally over my vacation hangover. And back to to normal life, so that's that's a good thing. And I'm currently slaying a superflex Devi startup, so you know life is good. I, I I've come to quickly realize, you know, and right on the heels of last week's podcast, that uh, I am a Devi guy. I am. I'm in the Devi now. <laughs> I, I like two years ago. I don't know who you were talking to. I was like, I'm never going to do that. This is uh, I've gone far enough. Well, hey, just everything got boring. Like <laughs> just. The nuance is gone, so I'm like, I, I need something new to try to master. So, Devi here I come. Yep, I am Devi deep. I mean, Devi picks are included in this startup, so you have to actually say like, I want pick blah 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 this guy. So you're like committing to the guy. You're not just saying I want the 24 Devi 104. No, you have to say I want <laughs> Matt Walker. So you haven't committed. Having Jason guy. on, I, I suspect it, it, you're more prepared than everyone else. It helped. So top of mind, but yeah, this is a, this is kind of like the dynasty lull. Yeah. We've, we've kind of wrung the rookies out. They were not at a training camp yet. You know, we had OTAs and of course, like all the reports are glowing except for like the quarterbacks in Cleveland or in uh, Tampa Bay, you know, everything's perfect uh, except down there. Um, so there's not really much to talk about. There hasn't been any big injuries or any huge anything occur so we're like why don't we just look into this uh, superflex adp so i actually found quite a bit of guys that i that i really didn't expect to because i don't look at well i don't look at the lf's adp all that often um but it was it was pretty telling especially since i'm in a draft now um as to where some of these guys went i yeah. even have a couple like points of reference of this is where this guy just went in my draft mm-hmm. you know and it's like whether it's big time out of bounds or it kind of justifies <clears throat> my position on him so I am here to I'm here to talk about the guys that we think are too high, too low, and I, I even said I did a just right. You know, I'm all about that porridge. So whether we get there or not is anyone's guess. But we are going to do a tight episode this week because we're both under the gun. So let's get into these two high guys. Um, know whether you wanted to rock by position. I do have them broke out by position, so I at least get I can at least give you that. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of just start right off the top. One guy, there's only one guy in round one who I, I, I get it from a dynasty point of view, but I, I just, B. John Robinson being RB1 going pick 11. I understand if you are in a dynasty league and you want him and you're picking, you know, even with a third round reverse, you're not getting, he's not coming back to you, right? So I get why his ADP is inflated to that point but I'm not comfortable. I wouldn't take him there. I mean, I would, given that I know I couldn't get him and he's probably going to hold, you know, I could flip him maybe following the draft for a King's ransom and these next upcoming drafts. But to me, having a guy who hasn't played a single down in the NFL, being pretty far and away crowned the fucking RB1, it just seems a little nuts for me. Jonathan Taylor's RB2, he's going on average, pick 20.75, Bijan's 11.5. So, I mean, you're talking on average, the next running back doesn't come off the pick for, come off the board for 10 more picks, which is almost a full round. I, I just think it's bananas. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I was trying to find the team, and I don't know why I can't, but I, I am one of those guys that took Bijan, and I think it was the 110. 
of a 12 team uh, Superflex uh, startup. So I I committed, and coming back, I didn't even go quarterback. So I I, uh, I deferred, and now I don't know why I can't find the team in question that did that. But I uh, I am I am driving this ADP slightly because I do think it was. Uh, an MFL uh, ADP. So I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, he's, he's the only running back in round one, uh, obviously, you know, as the, you know, 11, you know, 0.5 in his ADP. He is young, just over 21 years old, his prototype size, you know, he's, he's, he's got bell cow potential and there's precious few of those in the league. So it is a, it is an advantage, but you're right. I mean, much like the NFL, you know, dynasty managers are realizing that running back is highly replaceable. So committing, Premium capital, you know, to the running back position in Superflex League is, is tough to do. Um, there was only one player in round one that that I thought was too high, and it wasn't Bijan, so that's good. Lamar Jackson at six, you know, ADP of 5.75, um, pick six, QB six. I mean, obviously, it's the quarterback run. The first seven picks on average are all quarterbacks. Um, DLF's uh, Superflex ADP, and justifiably so in the Superflex world where you're, you're trying to start two quarterbacks at all times. I'm just, I'm just not there. I haven't seen 2021 Lamar Jackson in, uh, or 2020 Lamar Jackson. What was the, the, the MVP year? Was that 20? 2019. Is 19? Yeah. Man, I was trying to give, I was trying to give Lamar far too much credit. That, that's like a lifetime ago at this point in time. Um, not that I don't think he's a good player. Not that I don't think he's a QB one. Yeah. Yeah. 2019 season. Holy Moses. Yeah. Um, so uh i just i'm concerned about the rushing he's already turned 26 he's 26 and a half years old he now has the bag like does that mean he's going to rush more or less they're changing the offense to get away from the greg roman run-based offense to um the drawing a total blank to george oc todd monken's kind of you know spread attack which they got him the the weapons and all it's just i I don't know i just I'm not there yet that if he's not the guy that's going to threaten a thousand yards rushing, that I don't think he deserves to be QB six. Trevor Lawrence is going QB seven after him. Trevor Lawrence is a full three years younger than him. He doesn't offer the rushing upside that Lamar does, but he offers rushing upside and he's a far superior passer, like light years better than him and has weapons as well. They just went and got Ridley to go with Kirk and, and Zay Jones have Evan Ingram have, you know, the, the running back. So probably not to the caliber that Baltimore went and tried to overcorrect, but I just have issue. I, I had the opportunity to take Lamar Jackson at the one Oh seven, one Oh eight in a super flex startup. And I passed on him. I took Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. And I don't regret it at all. Yeah. Well, kind of, I'll kind of, piggyback your quarterback thing here and going ahead uh, a bit into round two. I had a couple quarterbacks that I think are going too high, even in super flex. And, and one of them we talked about quite a bit, but Kyler Murray at 14. I mean, he's not going to play the beginning of this year. I get it's a dynasty ADP. So you're playing the long game, but what you've seen from Arizona, despite his contract is, does not look like a long-term commitment to him. You know what I mean? If he comes back, halfway through the year, kind of stinks. I, I think they may be ready to move on, and I don't know how many teams would be lining up to bring in Kyler Murray, especially if he's bad enough Arizona doesn't bring him back. Bryce Young at quarterback 12, <laughs> a little rich for my blood too. I, I Just with the, with the size concern, it's a little – I'm not comfortable taking there. I don't think he plays at a QB1 level this year and potentially never in his career. He might be, you know – a steady QB two for a long time, but that's not what you're hoping for when you're taking him that early. But the one I really wanted to talk about, and me and you have discussed this uh, <laughs> privately off the air quite a bit, Deshaun Watson, QB 10 going right after the turn, uh, typically in most drafts. I did not see enough coming back last year where I thought he was for sure a return to definitely not back to that elite tier. He was, I don't even know if this guy's still a QB one. I mean, I get, give him, you know, he came back last year, gets a full off season, gets his wheels under him, comes back, gets a full season. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't return to the old Deshaun Watson, but I haven't seen anything and I don't love his supporting cast that would indicate to me, not that he had a great supporting cast in Houston, but to me, that's just, people are drafting him at like his ceiling. I don't see a world where he's going to really, 
blow that ADP out of the water. I, I, I think they're just overpaying a bit. I think I, I'd be more comfortable in the QB, you know, 15, 16 range than 10. Yeah, I mean, comfort comfort is what you make it, right? So the, my support of Deshaun Watson is strictly on the field, but I own him sure, a sure. fair amount of places. <laughs> um, and just as a point of reference, we were, I was just talking about Lamar Jackson and how you pointed out to me it was the 2019 season when he had his MVP season. Well, the 2020 NFL season for the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson rung up 4,800-plus yards, 31 touchdowns, seven interceptions on a team where he was thrown to Brandon Cooks and, and Will Fuller primarily. I mean, other than that, we're talking Randall Cobb, Jordan Akins, Kiki Cootie, you know, David Johnson, not a, not a who's who cast. Um, the only one north of a thousand yards was Brandon Cook. Uh, Brandon Cook's at eleven fifty, so he spread it all around. I mean, we're talking Duke Johnson caught passes. Kenny Stills, you know, Chad Hansen had a little bit of burn Oof. on that roster. The Browns' current roster much better. I still believe in Amari Cooper this year. I'm a huge Elijah Moore fan, as you know. I do like Cedric Tillman between him and DPJ. It's a good wide receiver three on their team. We both like Njoku. Chubb out of backfield, I think, is a better pass catcher than they ever let him be. I. I'm I defend I get your trepidation right it's QB 10 you're committing you know if it doesn't work you're fucked I mean there's just no two ways around it you just burnt your one two turn pick um on a diminishing asset but he's the exact same age as Patrick Mahomes and if he didn't catch his suspension didn't do all the knucklehead dumb shit he did he would be in the top three four conversation um he'd be up there with Allen Mahomes Hurts in, in my opinion he'd be above like in or around Burrow Herbert type deal so he'd be going in the top five picks um if his if his career continued uh, as it was progressing now you're right he looked like shit last year but he was also out of football for like a year and a half i wouldn't expect him to look great um but i'm making a bet on the player he was before with a full off season with the team you know um everything's changed for him they're committing to passing the ball more it sounds like with three wide sets so um i'm there but it is terrifying with the Sean Watson. The only reason I went on that tangent is because I had Bryce Young and Kyler Murray both listed as well, because I just think it's ironic. They, ne- neither of us are Kyler Murray guys. And I think there's a good chance that Caleb Williams is the starting quarterback for the car- for the Cardinals next year. Bryce Young, his size was a concern until he got drafted. And now he's, he's, he's just an easy QB one. He's already QB 12, you know, in, in dynasty startups. I just, I don't get that. He looks smaller by the day in the pictures at OTAs. And it's strange <laughs> Ridiculous. to me that no, now size isn't a concern. He's clearly dropped the weight he put on for the combine. He is sub 200 pounds as the day is long at this point in time. And that's what he's going to play at. He's going to play at like 5'10", like 190 pounds. Okay. Like, good luck. I'd love the player. Again, I said this numerous times. If he was four inches taller, I'd yeah, I'd be clamoring that I'd, t- I'd take him above Deshaun Watson in a second. Um, you know, in a, in a super flex startup, but too scared that I'm not risking, you know, a mid second round pick on Bryce Young. And then I, I had Daniel Jones as well, a little further down. He's 27 and a half. He's QB 16. I know he got a contract that only shores him like two or three years with the team. I'm still just not there on Daniel Jones personally. I, I think he's good. He's a, he's a good QB too. I just don't think he's a high end QB too. Um, I'd be looking elsewhere at 27 and a half. So right there with you on Young and, and Mary. And then I, I just have some issue with, with Daniel Jones. But it depends on your build. If you wait, then I could see taking the upside of a Daniel Jones if you get a, a lesser QB on the front end, you know, because well, yeah, he does he's... bring rushing with him. So and who knows what he may be in year two of this offense. So he has room to grow, but he has to grow because you can't rely on his legs. He's not the runner like a Lamar Jackson is, like an Anthony Richardson might be, you know, like a Jalen Hurts is proven to be. Like he he doesn't have that type of rushing upside. Um, I think that was a product of not really having any other weapons in that offense by and large for most of his career with the Giants. So not sustainable in my opinion. Well, here, I mean, you know, you look at Daniel Jones, QB 16. Next one off the board's Jordan Love. I I think I trust Daniel Jones more. Love definitely has higher upside, but yeah, with, with the little bit he brings with his legs, give me Jones. Um QB Yeah, 18. but listen, you're talking a you're talking a whole round in between those two guys. So there is something to be said for that as well. True right? story. I mean, Jordan Love's going to 39. That's a that's a different bet. You're getting another player before you take it on Love. And and if you don't you either have to believe in Love or not if you're going to take him in the third round of a startup. There's no middle ground. If you don't believe in him, you're not going to be the one that has 
Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins at 42 at QB 18, only because of his age do I believe he's down there and he's not long for Minnesota, but he'll be a starting quarterback next year in the NFL as well. I, yeah, I, I have him. Kirk Cousins more than both of those guys. I have him highlighted as one of my going way too low guys in Super Okay, Flight. we'll save that. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, you, you you threw his name out there, but yeah, yeah. I don't see – why he's not ahead of all the guys we just talked about. But at the same time, it does get ugly quick at quarterback. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange, strange super flex world we're living in right now. That's why everyone's going after these young guys because there's a lot of short term solutions that are lingering in those teens and 20s that I want nothing to do with. So, yeah. So, going dipping back into round two here, um, there were two guys that, Round two is a lot of guys I think are overrated. And and, and the startups I've done, I felt like I got ugly quick. And I don't remember. I've known I've done that in rookie drafts. I don't remember in startups where I'm like, oh, fuck, these are the next group in ADP. I was like, ooh. So anyway, uh, Jalen Waddell, who I like, I just don't see wide receiver five, especially with Tyreek Hill going wide receiver 10, going 35th overall. So almost 15 no shit more than that like 17 spots later give me hill for what three more years i i get waddles young and he's got tons of upside but i don't necessarily trust him more than hill who i can get you know a full round or more later and then another guy that we just hate wide receiver seven and then he's gonna have another good year because everyone else got suspended but fucking Amon Ross St. Brown, who has just been – is there a lucky guy? It's been a thorn in our side for two years now. Yeah, I mean, he stuck out to me too. He was listed you know, at the top of the wide receivers. I mean, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, and Drake London are all going after him. i take all three of those without hesitation over St. Brown. Um, I think he's just – he's just – he's a PPR – monster right now but again to you're talking about the the luck factor i mean jameson williams getting suspended for the first six games of this year i mean it's just going to persist i mean he's going to have another good year this year he's going to catch 100 balls and they're talking about wanting to use him down the field well that's i just don't believe that's an option in his game and that's not what the lions want to do either they're they're bringing in marvin jones who's a pure boundary receiver they drafted jameson williams because they wanted him to play outside they don't want amon rossane brown on the outside so i mean unless he's running go routes from the slot which you know, potentially, but he's also not fast either. So I think he's going to continue to live low a dot world. And, you know, as long as there's no one else there, sure. But once there's competent pass catchers in Detroit, he's going to lose target share. He is. I'm still holding true to this mantra is, yeah, he's been a a benefactor um, of lack of of available options. For Jared Goff, by and large, he's a good receiver. He is not wide receiver seven in any world. I'm sorry. He's not. I just saw. Yeah. That one was like, it was almost like that should have just came to us highlighted already. Cause you knew we were both. Oh, yeah. Take, we, we, take, I knew you were taking a shot at it. Yeah. Waddle, I get with you too. I mean, that's, that's pretty saucy, you know? And yeah, he's going to, you know, he'll sort of, sort of catching a suspension for slapping a, a boat <laughs> Marina captain, you know, and telling him he's, you know, like that he could buy him and his boat, you know, just really. Just Tyree killing it up at his best, but nothing's <laughs> going to come of that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you're looking at Jalen Waddle at, at roughly pick 19, 17 overall, and then you can get Devonta Smith at pick 38. If you want the wide receiver two on an offense, yeah, wait till 38 and draft Devonta Smith. Yeah, I mean, it's Don't. just I'm not yeah I'm not using that premium capital there. So you you mentioned I'm on Ross St. Brown. I'm right there with you. So if we're talking kind of earlier picks on page one, well no, there's no more on page one, but he was he's RB seven is where I go to, and it's Austin Eckler. I know it's your guy. He's 36. All right, you're talking about the 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 begin you know the end of round three. So to me, that's a team specific build. Um, he's a 27 year old running back in the last year. It sounds like with the Chargers who utilize him perfectly to his skill set. I don't know that that will happen anywhere else. Now, he's not going to fall off the cliff, but he's not going to get 100 catches in a season. He's not going to do it this year with the Chargers even. I mean, he was he was another guy that too many Keenan Allen and Mike Williams injuries with no one else they could trust, plus Justin Herbert with cracked rib cartilage and a compromised offensive line led to just uber <laughs> targets for Austin Eckler. So I just wrote, if you want a 27-year-old running back, just take Nick Chubb at, at, at RB. He'll be, tw- yeah, it would be 28. Yeah. So Nick Chubb's going at pick 60, you know, running back 14. I'll, I'll take Nick Chubb um, 
in that spot, you know, instead of Austin Eckler personally. I just think that's too high for Eckler, in my opinion. The only thing I like with Eckler, though, is I, I mean, he, he because he catches so many balls, he does have a certain amount of safety and longevity. A lot of other guys don't. So even if he does lose a step and they bring in, you know, just pretend he's with the Chargers for another four years or whatever. They bring in a younger running back, a between-the-tackles kind of a thumper guy. He still is going to catch – you know what I mean? He's going to linger for a while because of his pass catching. So I think he's a little – He's not going to – yeah, dude, he's not lingering as an RB1. And there's zero chance – you heard it here That's first – that he plays for the, for the Los Angeles Chargers in 2024. Zero. They they stalemated him on his contract extension. They said, cut, go out and try and find a trade. See who wants you. You know, and then they made some slight concessions as to his finances this year. He will not play for the Chargers next year. And that's my thought too, is he he won't land in an environment that's as conducive. If anyone takes a significant, you know, share off his plate, he's just not gonna be on a field enough to be that productive. He could be a great team's third down back, but he's not gonna return you RB seven value after this year. So it's just to me, it's you're you're overdrafting a depreciating asset in him. So that's that's my my Eckler concern. Not that I don't think he's a great player this year, but I'm not taking him in round three of a startup draft. So I'm going to go just one spot more. You mentioned Eckler at uh, ADP of 36. Next man off the board, 37.5, Drake London. Now here's the other, I, who I never liked, but here's the thing. You got Drake London, uh, wide receiver 11, coming off 36 off the board, so a third-round pick. Prior to him, you got Kyle Pitts as the tight end two coming off Thirty uh, second overall, ADP thirty fifth off the board, and then we already mentioned Bijan at the top. Atlanta's not good. How are their tight end one, RB one, wide receiver one, all in the top thirty six? It's not a good team. I'm not anticipating a bunch of fucking points, even in garbage time. So to me, one of those three has got to be grossly over. I don't like any of them at their ADP. And I think they're all grossly overpriced in, unless Atlanta suddenly turns it around and has a great offense. One of those guys probably misses by a ton again. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I, I, I'm okay with where his ADP is because upside, I mean, he's, he did flash as a rookie and, you know, adverse <laughs> accommodations. I mean, Mariota's dog shit. He's done. Um, I do think Desmond Ritter is an upgrade. I don't think Desmond Ritter is the long-term solution for Atlanta, um, but I do think that Art Smith's a little bit on the hot seat as well because they keep bringing in offensive firepower, as you said, and what's it turning into? The run first team. I mean, that's just not <laughs> It's not why you draft a Drake London yeah. or a Kyle Pitts, not even why you draft a B. John Robinson. I mean, you draft him to throw him the ball too, so unless we do see a paradigm shift, I agree it'll probably be a little underwhelming this year, but I'm fine with him uh, at his ADP around the other guys. Like I'd take Devonta Smith over him, but they're close. I mean, then you're starting to get into aging assets, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, and like depends on your build. You know, would you, you know, and I don't take any of those. I don't, I don't take no ahead of any of those guys. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, if there's, they're going to outproduce him this year, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, then you're talking, you're, you're getting into the Jackson Smith and Jigbas, you know, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams will outscore him again this year as well. So it's really what your, what your goal is. Um, you know, as but far I think as he goal. stinks too. So I mean, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, locked, yeah. I'm locked into my, yeah, you're locked. Yeah. You, you got a little take lock there, but never, but, never but, drink but, London drafts. Yeah, and uh, you know he's he's at the he's in the wrong team. I mean, Bijan landed perfectly, in my opinion, for for him. He's gonna see targets. Yeah. They they throw it to the back, and he'll see the carries. So it won't hurt him. Kyle Pitts is a tight end, so there's just you know implied value in that player because he's really not a tight end. He's a giant slot receiver. You know, so he given his positional advantage, you can't really fade him. So yeah, the loser is Drake London because they're not going to be a 500 pass attempt team. I don't disagree with you there. So I'm not going to argue too much on that one. So going down a little further to tight end, or to, sorry, to wide receiver 19, Debo Samuel is going to 57, you know, 0.25 ADP. We already saw Debo Samuel's best season by far. And it was when he had an unreasonable amount of carries because they didn't have a CMC type player in their backfield. Um, You know, so he made so much 
Uh, so many of his fantasy points were were based on the ground. Now, he did have a good receiving year that year as well, but, I mean, he's already 27. He's his age 28 season. I mean, I just think we we saw the best of Debo, and when you know upside players like Jordan Addison or veterans like Chris Goblin or DJ Moore are going after Debo Samuel, I'll take all three of those guys over him in a heartbeat and not because I don't like Debo the player. I just, I don't, I don't believe in Debo the fantasy asset anymore. I don't think 19 is bad though. Like, uh, it's I mean, bad because of the players going after him to me. I just did. That's when there's other guys, yeah. multiple players going after him to me his ADP is too high you know, based upon how I value the guy. So I would take him lower. There's another guy that I think is just an easy dunk. And he's beforehand Travis Kelsey being a tight end one. No one's going to argue that. Right. But he's 28 overall. You're committing win now where you draft Travis Kelsey at 28 overall. And that's, that's all well and good, you know, but it, the end's going to come, you know, it, it, <laughs> I've been this year, for three years. Yeah. I mean, I traded him two years ago in a league <laughs> where I thought I made the right move. And if I didn't make that singular trade, I probably win the league once or twice just yeah. because his positional value as opposed to the guys I got who didn't really return for me. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not making that move in a startup. This is startup ADP. I'm not committing to him at, at this point in time. Um, <laughs> with an early third round pick um, because then I'm pot committing myself. He's going to be 34 years old this year. Um, I do think he has another fine year this year, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just too rich for my blood. You know, Travis Kelsey at, at pick 28 overall. We'll keep it in that Debo range. Who's uh 54th overall 53rd is Kenneth Walker, who is still RB 12 somehow. And after they just <laughs> drafted, you know, his his arguable potential replacement. I don't know how Walker keeps that value. Even if Charbonnet is in their mind, they're, they're kind of third down goal linebacker. I mean, the, especially in PPR, like Walker's dead to me. I just don't see I, – I don't mind him if he was cheap, but I'm sure not taking him, you know, mid to early fifth to, to get him in there just because of what – if they were convinced he was the guy – the team isn't going with Charbonnet. They've been ranting about him. So I can't believe his ADP hasn't fallen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I wasn't a, the biggest fan of Walker's coming. I thought he was RB2 because I thought it was a bad class after Brees Hall. Personally, I didn't think he was I didn't think he was special. And I had questions about him catching the ball. And he didn't put any of those questions to rest uh, as a rookie in Seattle. He looked very poor doing it. He's an all or nothing runner as well. And teams just get frustrated with that. Like, sure, he could break off an 80 yard touchdown run. But then you're seeing him like three straight plays getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, it, it, teams don't care about the 80 yard touchdown if you're setting them behind the sticks, you know, sure. more often than not. So. I agree. Zach Charbonnet is coming for probably the, you know, the definitely the passing down role. He's a bigger back, so he might get some of the goal to go type stuff. Like Kenneth Walker could be a 20s to 20s guy, and that's not what you want as your RB1 kind of caps on. He's young enough, and that's why he's there because the people after him are like 26 year old Tony Pollard, 27 year old Nick Chubb, 29 uh, year old Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, these are the other guys who are injured Javante Williams, you know, just came back off injury J.K. Dobbins. So it's really. The issue with the running back position is why he's going there, but I agree with you. He he's too high. So I'm going to rock through three more of my highs, and then we can jump over to the low. So Derrick Henry, you know, we're just talking about Derrick Henry. He's 29.4 years old. Yes, he's he's an absolute alien. He's going as running back 16 at 67.75. Another team team specific build, but in the superflex Debbie startup I'm in, where I think a round and a half of Debbie startup, so it's pushing those players back that far. He just went at 9.03. That's pick 99 overall. That's 33 spots later than in this ADP. So even put a round and a half of Debbie in there, he still he just went a round and a half after that. And I was like side-eyeing him when he went because I do have somewhat of a win-now team, but I'm building appropriately, so I'm not screwed if I don't win this year. So I that's far too rich for a Derrick Henry where I – can't see how this isn't the end of the road this year. He will be a 30-year-old back. His style just will not persist. He finally started picking up injuries, and I, I'm not committing that to someone I'm not going to be able to sell for pennies on the dollar a year or two from now. Yeah, I get it. I, I still am holding out hope, but yeah, I don't. If I have, I'm sure you're kind of holding yeah. him at this point in time. I have him in one league, and I know I'm not going to be able to get anything of, you know, probably not, probably not even a first round pick for him. So yeah, I'm just going to hope he gives me another year and I can win a title, and then you know, ride him off to the sunset. The other two guys, much similar to a bruising style of Derrick Henry, is Brian Robinson at pick 114. He's running back 31. That's 
just bonkers to me. I, I, I don't think he shouldn't be going that soon. Um, he's, he's worse than running back 31 and the running backs going after him. David Montgomery, Isaiah Pacheco, AJ Dillon in a absolute heartbeat. I take all three of those guys over. So I got a little arrow on Robinson on mine. And my question for you was going to be this Robinson is 31. Gibson is 30. Now my only concern is, and, and we love Antonio Gibson, but the Reds, oh Jesus, I'm going to call them the Redskins again. The commanders they're gonna, don't. Well, they're not going to be the commanders for much longer, so call whatever you want. <laughs> the, the Washington football team. Um, yeah. Josh I, I, don't, I don't know how Gibson's ADP is higher than Robinson's. And, I'll and, tell you what, because he's a far superior player and fantasy oh, listen, players are smarter than NFL I'm fucking a head coaches. Giant. You, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for yeah. my Antonio Gibson chest tattoo. You're well aware <laughs> yeah. of this. No doubt. This ADP does not reflect what the NFL thinks, which I just find interesting. I mean, the irony is one of those four, if you kind of look and it's, I guess these are based upon drafts in the, there's one draft most recent that Antonio Gibson went 77th overall. And that's the only thing that swayed him above it. But Antonio Gibson has almost been on a an increasing trajectory as far as ADP and yep. you know more so a, a decreasing for Brian Robinson because he's just a jag. The other one is DeAndre Swift, which I like, and I love that he's on my Eagles, but RB18 right now going to pick 74. Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Cam Akers, and Rashad White are all going after him. I, uh, I just You keep wanting to run out the best-case scenario on DeAndre Swift. Like, if he stays healthy and in this offense, and if Rashad Penny gets hurt, and with that line, and if Jalen Hurts doesn't score fucking 15 rushing touchdowns this year. And, you know, <laughs> it, like, you, like, so many things have to happen for him to even be RB18. They don't throw the ball to the running back in Philadelphia. It's just really not a product of the offense. So he's going to have to do it running. And that's, that's the problem with him is that's how he gets hurt. <laughs> and so he's not picking up the PPR value. I'm not picking up the tab on Deandre Swift at RB 18. So real couple quick guys for me here, uh, Jerry Judy, wide receiver, 24 70th overall in ADP. Corlin Sutton is 48th. Mims is 54. I like both of them better than Judy. I've never been a big Judy guy. If I wanted a piece of the Denver offense, I would hold out for the other two, then take him where he's going, especially if I could get Marquise Brown one pick later, Deontay Johnson, Quentin Johnson, Traylon Burks. Give me all them over Judy. Scrolling down a bit here, Dalton Kincaid is now tight end six, which to me is insane. Especially when you look at Dalton Knox as tight end 37. Knox is still Josh Allen's best friend. He's still going to be part of the offense. They're just going to legitimate best friend. Yes. Yes. Legitimate. They're going to have (laughs) two tight end sets. Like, I'm not saying Kincaid has no upside, but for him, he's going 31 spots ahead of Dawson Knox. I'm going to have a ton of Dawson Knox this year. And then one more guy who did I scrolling down quite a bit here? Tajay Spears at running back 39. I mean, we're going to, you know, we're in the, we're in the one forties here overall, but that knee thing. I, I mean, you mentioned all the problems with Derrick Henry. So there is an opportunity for him to get out there, but once all the, the stories about the knee came out, I can't believe he didn't fall off the map in rookie drafts. I can't believe he's still lingering in startups. That guy is just totally off my board, and I loved him after the senior bowl until I heard those medicals. But those are the last couple of guys I think are just way too early. This for just a good transition. I'll give my Tajay Spears real quick because no no reference here, but I think they're drafting him for his rookie contract. He's he looks like a four years and done guy. So sure. he had this issue in college, and they're not there's there's no long term projection with Tajay Spears. Again, Derrick Henry is coming to the age cliff beyond it. He is fucking. He's he's in the air running like Wiley Coyote. (laughs) It's only a matter of time before he looks down and he's gone. So I'm not off on Tajay Spears, but there's if he has a good season, I'm trading him immediately. He's a guy you can still get pretty cheap. So I'm still there with him. The transition was Jerry Judy is on my too low list. I'm Hmm. saying Jerry Judy will be a wide receiver one this year. He's Whoa. Got wide receiver 20, 70th overall, I believe. He closed the year strong. I think he is wide receiver four overall the last four weeks of the season after Nathan Hackett got booted out of town and then Denver got their shit back together. I just think Judy's a technician. I think with Peyton, he's going to work in that offense. Cortland Sutton hasn't been the same since his knee injury. I do like Marvin Mims, but he's a rookie. 
Greg Dolce. It's only his second year. They already have an injured Javante Williams. I'm saying stars align Jerry Judy. I think he's a steal at wide receiver 24. So he's too low in my opinion. The other, you mentioned Dawson Knox. I had him listed. I'm like, what is going on here? Like 232 overall, tight end 37, like he's retiring next year. I mean, <laughs> he's still young. He is Josh Allen's best friend. He's not leaving. And then I just wrote, people know that Dalton Kincaid is a big slot, right? He's not a tight end. Like they're both going to be on the field together. Like that's, that's going to be a thing, people. Dalton Kincaid is not taking Dawson Knox's job. They have different jobs. They work for different companies. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's like Dalton Kincaid is not taking Dawson Knox off the field. That is just stealing for me. So just running down top. I also think it's that Russell crazy. Wilson is too low. He's a QB 23 yeah. with Gino, Goff, Pickett, and Carr all going ahead of him. Uh, I, I will bank on Russell Wilson rebound year with Sean Payton and that guaranteed contract, which gives me like three more years of insulated value over any of those four guys. And then just a wild Darth throw, just staying quarterbacks. Kyle Trask is picked 208, roughly quarterback 38. I don't like Kyle Trask, but Baker Mayfield is going 70 picks earlier than him at quarterback 34. I think there's a less than zero chance that Kyle Trask plays as many games this year as Baker Mayfield. So if you're just throwing a dart at what, a what's quarterback, he going overall? what is the overall Baker is going at 137 no, Trask. Trask is going at 207. I mean, so he's free. Yeah. Like I, I I'm not taking I Baker. 70 picks early when I can take Trask. Not that I like him, but again, if we're just talking about ADP, give me Kyle Trask. So yeah, I had him. I also had Antonio Gibson to save the narrative. We just talked about him. 113 running back 30. I think he's going to put a mid running back two season on the ledger this year because Eric enemy is going to use him. That's why I think Brian Robinson is far too high. I think Antonio Gibson is too low in my opinion. I think he can ring in around like the 18 to 24 range, like a mid to back end running back two this year in PPR leagues. Yeah. So pivoting over to the uh, value picks, I guess I mentioned this guy earlier, Kirk cousins, QB 18. Give me him ahead of Daniel Jones. Who's quarterback 16 and Jordan love quarterback 17. Cousins has been nothing but reliable his whole career. I mean, he, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not a star. He's not a stud. He's got several QB1 finishes under his belt. He ain't going to lose you any weeks like a lot of these other guys, too. So I, I just I mentioned him earlier. He's just someone who I think is quite a steal. I also had Russell Wilson highlighted on my sheet. Yeah, I just got Russell Wilson as QB3 in this same Superflex startup. And at a certain point, I was just like, man, I got to take him. I like my start. I took Watson. I told you I'm committing. I took Tua. Um, so I'm literally just – I'm believing you know, that everything's you know sunshine and roses. And, and then like and Russell, I know, he's the foil. He's the foil. Like, yep. <laughs> especially the way you built that team. The, both of those guys – have have uh, <laughs> their their warts for lack of a better term. You could end up starting Wilson over one or both of them as the year goes on. That's a great trio. That's a great yeah. pick. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, I mentioned Antonio Gibbs just going to running backs. I think Cam Akers is too low. Cam Akers is picked roughly ninety one. He's running back twenty one. We saw at the end of the year they were recommitted to Cam Akers. They didn't do anything to change my opinion of that. Um, yeah, so Zach Evans is there. We're both high on Zach Evans, but he's a rookie. Um, uh, they brought back Sony Michelle. If that scares anyone, go trade for Cam Akers. Sony Michelle was cooked, like done, done. The little guy from Notre Dame still running the forty. I don't even know if he'll make it to camp in time. It's there's there's nothing to stop Cam Akers from seeing three hundred touches this year on what will be a much better offense than it was last year with assuming Matt Stafford back there and Cooper Cup back there. Like they're going to try and compete again this year. And Cam Akers is their lead running back. He's he's just value to me at, at running back 21. Uh, I'll stick with running backs here. Running back 15, Tony Pollard. He, that guy's got – he was RB1 sharing touches with Zeke. It, it was the shell of uh, former Zeke, but it was still Ezekiel Elliott. So that is – crazy to me that he's not in that top 12 range to me that's just way too low and you uh, mentioned I don't 26 just came just fractured his leg at the end of the season i mean he's just got these like uh, a unknowns, break is but, fine though I, yeah. i'll take yeah, a break yeah. over something else too he had like a high ankle too on top of it so i don't know how 
complicated that was. So it wasn't just a broken leg, but I'm with you. I mean, I yeah, I have him quite a few places because of the Memphis running back <laughs> corollaries, <Yeah>. and <laughs> I will uh, it will persist. So, and then uh, running back 17, Javante Williams. I know this is a significant injury. He's slightly ahead of schedule, but my my value with him is this guy was a top 10 overall pick a year ago. Not not a not just a, a fringe, you know, first round turn. He was going 10. Some of the ADP I looked uh last summer, he was sixth overall in several startup drafts. So to go from sixth overall to 68th is fucking nuts. I mean, give me the value. The the upside is there if he's healthy. To me, getting him, yeah, what is it, tail end of the fifth, sixth round? All day. I think that's just even yeah. if you're not getting him. For the first part of this year, you're taking a guy who was RB RB one territory in draft season a year ago. Yeah, I mean the beauty with him, he's only 23 years old. He came out young. Um, I do have concerns too after watching what J.K. Dobbins did last year and watching him drag his leg around until he got that cleanup <laughs> procedure because Javante was, was more complex of an injury yeah. than Dobbins was. So I have no. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get a significant contribution for John Javante this year, but if you're building productive struggle and you know, you can get him at RB 17 and he's like your RB one, even like, I don't think that's a bad bet because his value is going to increase, um, yeah. you know, probably by this time next year. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I, uh, I'm a Javante fan. I just think it's unfortunate what happened to him. Um, I have a litany of wide receivers, but we are, we are, crunched on time so i'm not going to get into too much detail jerry judy was one of them that stuck out like a sore thumb to me and he's the highest adp guy of all of them and i'm just going to run a list and i'm just going to give one or two comments Traylon burks at wide receiver 28 75 overall there is no one else in tennessee he showed me why i liked him coming out late in the season if he can just get competent quarterback play whether it's Tannehill or it's levis or <laughs> it's any you know new quarterback next year i just think Traylon burks's arrow is pointing up Jahan Dotson, 85th overall running or wide receiver, 35. I personally think that he is going to take the chair from Terry McLaurin this year. I do. I just think he's a more dynamic talent. He's younger. He's who I'd be investing in in the commander, soon-to-be football team, wide receiver core this year. Kadarius Toney, 115 overall. Sky Moore, 165 overall. Wide receivers, 42 and 61, respectively. Just draft them both. One of them's going to hit. I don't know. Like, yeah. There's enough implied value in those two that you're not committing significant capital either. One of those guys will be a thing. Sandwiched in between them, wide receiver 46, Elijah Moore, pick 124. <clears throat> Free Elijah happened. He ended up with the Browns. You're getting end stage Amari uh, Cooper. They're going to be uh, – DPJ is going to be moving on after this year. Elijah Moore could be the top pass catcher for Deshaun Watson at this point next year, and you've seen what he's done with kind of undersized pass catchers before and the Brandon Cooks and the Will Fullers and the like. I think Elijah Moore is going to skyrocket this year. Darnell Mooney, 184 overall, wide receiver 67. I mean, because DJ Moore's there. Like, just Can't Darnell quit him. Doesn't exist anymore. And then last, big dart, 213 overall, wide receiver 81. Alec Pierce, he might be the top wide receiver in Indy once AR-15 becomes like the solidified starter because yeah. he is the vertical threat, more unlike the Michael Pittman, who's more like the, the possession-y type guy. I see Anthony Richardson playing more into Alec Pierce's um, strengths than he does Michael Pittman's strengths. So that that one's – get him everywhere, wide receiver 81. Like, you just – just do it when he, when it gets all the way down into the two hundreds. Go find Alec Pierce and select him. So I'll kind of do a quick rundown like you did. A few uh, my, uh, my my lingering uh, guys here. QB twenty seven, Desmond Ritter. If you think Drake London is wide receiver eleven and Robinson uh, is RB one and Pitts is tight end two, the only way that happens is if Ritter takes a big step up. So being outside of the QB two talk. The it, it can't happen if those other things happen. So it's just a a logic decision, I guess, when it comes to him. Uh, this is going to change, I assume. I don't know when these drafts took place. Alexander Madison is RB27. I would flirt with taking him in the RB11 to 15 range. I, I think wheels up for that guy. Love him. Pacheco, RB33. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was so bad, we forgot that you want the Chiefs running back anywhere you can. I don't give a shit. I, I would – another guy, I'd probably take – boy, right in that RB one and a half, that, you know, 15, 16 range. Love him. 
Alvin Kamara, still only 27. RB 35, 122 overall. What's the biggest suspension he could get? Four games? He's not going to miss half the year, and he's still Alvin Kamara. I mean, I know it may not be what we saw before, but to me, him being a running back three almost, almost out of that range, get out of here. I'll take that value all day. And who else did I have? I had Mims and Sutton because I I went anti-Judy, kind of the opposite. You went. You did um, anti-Judy. I don't hate him, but I don't love it. And and Dalton Schultz, tight end 18, there's no one else to catch passes there. He didn't get a great deal, so it's not like they're up against the wall as far as money. That, that guy could lead the team in receptions. It's not crazy, given what else they have. And I think, oh, wide receiver 73, 192 overall. Rashid Shahid, who I've been reading a lot of Saints stuff for some reason, they are ranting and raving about him. He had a lot of big plays last year. I, I grabbed him in a few best ball drafts. There's not a ton of talent there after Chris Olave. I mean, Michael Thomas ain't the Michael Thomas of old. So this guy has an opportunity to be their wide receiver too. And I, I mean, he he makes some splash plays. Could, could you trust him week in and week out? That I don't know, but. If he hits, I mean, you're getting him for nothing. And then, of course, we both mentioned Dawson Knox at the end there, two thirty-two, which is probably the best deal in the whole draft. That, yeah, that that's criminal. And I like Shahid as well. I don't, I don't think that's a bad dart. So, uh, Madison and Pacheco both fell in my about right category, which we're not going to be able to get into today, obviously, because it's time constraints. Alexander Madison has a decent contract with guaranteed money. Um, for two years, I mean, he's he's going to have a cap hit or a dead cap of $4 million next year. So it's reasonable to assume that he'll be there for the next two years. And when he's a free agent, 25, he will be 27 years old. So he can still catch another deal if he pans out. Now, I don't think he's as good as, as Dalvin Cook. I mean, we see limited action from him. Sure. He's not nearly as explosive, but he can – he can produce, and yeah, to get him as a running back three, I agree. Pacheco the same, going as running back 33 just because no one believes. Well, what, is CEH going to take his job? No, it's not going to happen. Jerk McKinnon is a year older, and then what, with Deneric Prince, that, that's something that's going to scare you. Isaiah Pacheco runs hard. He's going to get 200 carries this year for that team. That's value even if he gets pipped next year, getting him as running back 33. Then well, the end for me was Madison, just, too. Just real quick with Madison, um, what, what are defenses going to do? They're not going to stop Madison. If, if if Jordan Addison takes a step forward at all, they have to contend with him. Obviously, Jefferson, Hawkinson, he's the odd man out. He's going to yeah. end up with a lot see of light good boxes. looks yeah. all year. Light boxes. And behind him isn't a lot. Ty Chandler isn't anything. Maybe um, the rookie whose name's escaping me uh, ends up being something. But Kenny Iwango isn't anything. Like, yeah, he's going to get every opportunity to succeed. But – off of them and on the tight end real quick. Chigaconco, everyone's talking about Chig. He's going at 127, tight end 11. I think tight end 11 is fine, but I thought the 11th round is kind of a, a deal. If you wait that long to tap tight end, that's that's a good starter. And then there's two other guys. We mentioned Dawson Knox, but Trey McBride's going 175 roughly as tight end 20. He's going after every top tight end in this year's class and one pick before Luke Schoenmacher. He could be the starting tight end in Arizona this year, whether, you know, Zach... Uh, comes back uh, from his injury slowly or gets traded from the team because he's looking for a championship, Zach Ertz. Um, Trey McBride could be, yeah, shitty quarterback play, but from on a bad team, he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. He was the clear tight end one in last year's class, and now he's getting just thrown out because he took some time to adjust um, because he was trapped behind, you know, a, a an all-pro tight end in Zach Ertz. Like, that was bonkers to me to see him down that low. I mean, he's a great guy. We talked about this with Jason last week. He, he's a great guy that you send out dog shit trade offers for. Hey, would yeah. you take this fifth for this underperforming tight end? Someone yeah, trade, someone, trade yeah. Luke Schoenmacher from straight up right now. They're going it right next to each other. Yeah, yeah okay. Give me Trey McBride. Yeah. All right, one minute. Now I got to run. Get yeah, us out of here, Johnny. So, yeah, th- <laughs> thanks for checking this out. Hopefully, uh, you find some value in this. Get some interesting uh, ADP for yourself ahead of your drafts. Get some value players and uh, avoid the guys that we think are going too early. So, that'll do it for us. Myself, John DeBarry, my co host, Mr. Matt Walker, and our friends expand the box score. We are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Out. All right, hit end. I got to go, bud. <laughs>
you angrily figured it out. All right. We're, yep. We're behind. We're behind our time. Good thing we got started early. That's, that's the, the, the beauty of this. The effort I put in to ensure this was going to be a seamless <laughs> fucking transition. All right. Listen, it, 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 it did not go unnoticed on my behalf, Jim. So uh, right. kill your camera because yeah, I'm doing the same mine. It's not, it's not worth it. Days ago. Okay. <clears throat> um, right. Did you want to start anywhere specific or just kind of go through ADP when the, you, there's a guy that you think is over or under? We'll just kind of touch on him. Well, well, before that, anything interesting happened um, when you're pool opening? Looks no. relaxing and enjoyable. I figured it could not go that yeah. smooth for you. Yes, got me all got me all ashamed of myself the other day when we were talking. So then I yeah. What are we I mean, you should have been. 21st? I think I jumped in there Thursday. You were well behind. We recorded on <laughs> Wednesday, got in there. Got in there Thursday. Okay. Well, that's that's got good. Nice, it only took you a day. Got a nice sunburn. Name a wide receiver breaking out this season. I'm pretty sure that is 2-2 Atwell in this picture. PFF Fantasy. Name a wide receiver breaking out this season picture is 15 that's not van jefferson right your boy is that van i don't think so they've been talking two two up the last fucking week i don't get out of here now stupidly i picked him up like three places i know i'm never gonna keep (laughs) yeah i had him last year in a couple real shallow leagues where i was desperate i'll probably hold him but like my expectations are zero yeah so yeah let's uh like I said, we're just going to do um, the ADP one. Or sorry, the super flex do, one. Do I, Did you jump it back? Or yeah. I confused myself. Do you want to? I mean, I just printed. I just shared them both. Um, now you did you want to do overrated guys first and then go under or kind of bounce back and forth as we go through it? Um, I had like a too high, too low, and just right. Almost like a three little three uh, three little bears or whatever that guy is. Three bears. The, the porridge. porridge. Yeah, yeah, I just have I just have too high and too low, and then I guess I mean, everybody else would be two is in T T W O or T O O. Like you don't have just two guys in each category. No, no, no. I just yeah, have okay, those two two, yeah. two categories. Yeah, I'm on that too. I have too high, too low, and then just right. So we can. Do go you want to do high just, and then low, or just go kind of through ADP and as we hit guys? Uh. Because, I mean, if we go, it's going to start too high, obviously, in the beginning, and then it's going to finish too low. Yeah, I mean, but the way that we do things is usually the opposite, right? We like to shit on guys at the back end, right? So the too high guys would be the ones that we want to make fun of. I just feel like there's going to be a, there's not a right way to do this because I even put notes of, like, all these guys are going after this guy, and I would take all of them. And then, like, conversely, like, a too low guy might be one of those guys listed because I say he's too low. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a perfect way to do this. So, yeah. Why don't we? Uh, I kind of have them in guys. order, but huh? not complete. I kind of have them in rank order. I, mean, I just I their... just did highlighter on the paper. I didn't really. Ah, see, I didn't print out that document, so I created a word doc. So 